Hello and welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges, where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I'm Heather Hanson O'Neill. I'm your host, and our quote of the day is by Alan Perlis. Simplicity does not precede complexity, it follows it. And we have an amazing guest who's going to talk a little bit about that very topic today. Ryan Coughlin is the Vice President at Enteray Life Science Consulting and is responsible for all company operations. And prior to consulting, Ryan spent 22 years as an infantry officer in the United States Marine Corps, completing nine deployments to include one in Afghanistan and two in Iraq. Ryan also served as a strategic planner with U.S. Central Command. Ryan holds a Bachelor of Science degree from the United States Naval Academy and a Master's degree in International Management from the University of Maryland. Wow, there's a lot in there, Ryan, but I really want to just get to bringing you on here and learning from you. How are you today? I am doing great, and thank you very much for having me today. Oh, it's my pleasure, and thank you for your service, Ryan. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate so it. tell us a little bit about like, if there's anything that I left out before I jump into simplicity and complexity and all of that. Is there anything that you want to let people know about? Uh, not, not really. Maybe uh... – uh, the only thing I would add is that I almost feel like there was three different elements to my career. The first half of my Marine Corps career, I was in the uh, operating forces deploying as leading uh, leading companies and uh, taking companies overseas. And then the second half of my career, I got into a lot of strategic planning. And that's really where I started to hone my skills on some of the stuff we'll talk about today. Uh, and I applied that and, and uh, was able to do that for the second half of my career. And I loved it. Uh, and then when I got out of the Marine Corps, I decided to try a whole new industry uh, without having any biotech background. I said, I'm going to try and go in the biotech industry. And I went in as a project manager, applying a lot of those same skills. And uh, and that's how I ended up where I am today. So kind of three yeah. distinct elements of my career. Oh, that's great. You know, it's interesting when a lot of people that we talk to go through um, different phases, right? But we take something from every one of those as we grow. And I I know that that's going to come up in our conversation. So let's get into that simplifying complexity, because I just love that term. And what's the basic premise behind it? Well, the basic premise is that everything we do is really about solving problems and everything we face, whether you're actually being assigned like, hey, we've got this challenge, please find ways to overcome it, or you're doing something where you're running a manufacturing line. There, you're trying to make sure a process doesn't deviate, so you're preemptively solving problems. But everything's about solving problems. And, uh, and a lot of times, people, when they get confronted with a problem, they almost get overwhelmed right off the bat. And over being overwhelmed kind of leads to two things. One is that you don't do anything because you're so you're so scared of the situation, you're so overwhelmed by it. Or the second one is you just start acting and you don't really know what you're acting on and maybe you're not as effective or as efficient. Mm -hmm. Simplifying complexity is all about slowing down right from the beginning and just understanding the problem. And there's some key techniques and stuff we can talk about, but it's all about that and really understanding the situation of just saying, 
what am I actually trying to address here? And when you take those steps and you do it, the outcome is that you realize the situation is not nearly as overwhelming or challenging as you originally thought. And that's the whole premise of simplifying complexity. I, I love that because I think one of the things that I spend a lot of time working with people on has to do with clarity, right? Creating that clarity. And it sounds like this is a fantastic way to create that clarity. So you're solving for the right issue. So let's talk about, I mean, is there a specific process that you use to create this, these problem solving skills? So there are like, there's multiple processes, very okay. detailed processes, but the basic principle of simplifying complexity really comes down to two things, really comes down to one thing with two elements of it. Uh, but it's just start discussions, just start talking to people. And you talk to them about two different things you, when you initiate the discussions. You focus on what you know, and you focus on what you don't know. And when I say what you don't know, it's not that you have to figure out the answer there. You just have to acknowledge that we have a gap in information here. But the, the, first, step, the first and most uh, important one is that whole thing of talking about what you know. If you just start as a group, start listing out what you know, you start with the list. But the reason I say talking is because if you just do it yourself, you're just getting an idea. But when you talk to someone, you start seeing different perspectives and you really come down to an, an aligned agreement on, okay, wait a minute, this is really what we know right now. Here's some facts. We know this, we know this, we know this, we know this. And if you go through that process, which can take, depending on how big the issue is, it can take some time. Mm. Uh, I've worked on projects that we do that for a month, a month and a half, almost two months, where we're really refining these things. But when you go through that and you get alignment with everyone on, okay, here's exactly what we know, and here's the boundaries of the problem, Mm -hmm. uh, then all of a sudden you have a whole new playing field that you're the, the great thing about it is when you do this, the whole team gets invigorated and excited because they realize, wow, this is not, this is not insurmountable. We can solve this problem and we can solve it pretty easily. And that's, that's the benefit of, uh, of that first step is really just taking your time, slow down. Let's focus on what we know. Let's identify where the gaps are. And let's not dive into solving the problem immediately. That's a common challenge. Right. I can imagine that is. And that there are a couple of things that really stand out that I that I love about this is that, uh, you know, that that discussion, the talking it through, it helps you figure out what you the, the things that you don't know, but maybe even didn't know you didn't know. Like so. So that conversation um, with the different perspectives is is going to give you a. Uh, much more breadth and depth of understanding about what the issue is and the potential solutions. Um, but also I really liked the buy-in part, you know, where when you get everybody involved in this process, they, they own it and they're much more likely to take the actions required to solve the problem. So I think that this is a, this is a great thing. We're off to a great start here. Um, do you have any specific stories of successes or failures that that led to your development when it comes to problem solving? Uh, I have a combination of both. Okay. So, uh, okay. And you did mention in my bio that I went to U.S. Central Command and I worked as a strategic planner there. That's, that's really where I started to be introduced to all of this. Uh, military planning, it's, it's, uh, it's a huge problem solving methodology. 
so problem solving in itself is very simple. It's define the problem, identify and compare options, choose an option, and then implement the option. That's problem solving. Right. Uh, now, all these different methodologies are just really, really detailed uh, and specific ways to do that. When I went to uh, U.S. Central Command, um, I, I learned the military planning. Uh, there was the Army version, the Marine Corps version, a joint version. There's all these different versions, and I dove into all of them, really trying to understand it. But the only way you get good at it is trying it. So I worked on 13 different projects there, or planning, military planning efforts. The first one I truly led on my own. I did make a lot of mistakes. Uh, and when I presented it to our uh, our four-star general at that time, there were certain elements that did not go over well. Okay. And, uh, and that's okay. It was yeah. it was great. It was a little, you know, it, it was hard for me to accept that. But when I went back, um, I was like, okay, I, I did my best. And I, I know I made a couple mistakes here. And the next planning effort I led, I did not make those same mistakes. And everyone started getting better from there. So that was definitely... Um, uh, one, uh, I, I don't know if I'd call it a failure because I learned a oh, lot. I would definitely uh, not call yeah. that a failure at all because, you know, as long everybody has this misperception that if you make a mistake that it's a failure, but how are you going to learn how to do it right? And you said the next one was done so much better. All of those issues that were there were gone. They were fixed. You had to get through that. And I, I would call that a success. I do have another example, one that I always love. So there's a famous uh, quote. Several people have said this, actually, but the one I always remember is from Winston Churchill. But he said, plans are nothing. Planning is everything. So the plan you create is really not important. It's the planning that it's all the discussions you have in planning that are important. So one of the time, one of the plans I led uh, was while I was in Afghanistan. Same thing there. I led a planning effort for a while, several months, and then I was briefing it out to the uh, commander of all the forces in Afghanistan. And there was one element that was uh, rejected. He didn't accept it. He said, no, I'm not, I do not approve that. So again, I went back. I was really kind of, I was mad at myself and everything, but I went back and by the next day, the entire plan was updated. And the whole reason, this is when that that lesson sunk into sunk into me is that uh, planning is everything because we had all of those discussions and we addressed every contingency, we addressed every option, every every scenario during our planning effort. Once he gave his guidance, it was easy to adjust. And by the very next day, the whole plan was adjusted and it was presented in front of him and it was approved and it was adjusted in less than 24 hours because of good solid planning uh, prior mm. with uh, open discussions. You know, I, it strikes me that this is incredibly important uh, now more than ever with the changing atmosphere to be able to have those options at the ready, right? Because life, it could be a general <laughs> mm -hmm. or it could be life is telling you that's not going to work. And so yes. you got to come up with another solution. And so if you have already done those discussions, it's quicker turnaround to be able to solve for that. So that's fantastic. So is there one um, most important step or part of it? Uh, well, for, for problem solving in and of itself, unquestionably, the most important step is that defined step. Uh, and that's where the initial uh, initial steps in define are that simplifying complexity. So define, I always tell when I, I've taught planning, 
I've taught decision making. I've taught uh, um, project management, and every time I teach it, I always emphasize define is the most important step. Do not jump to prop to the solution before you've accurately defined. So when you do the define things, the, the most important elements of that are having that open discussion to simplify the whole issue. Once you simplify it, you have the parameters that bound the problem. You have clearly defined objectives or end states, uh, ending conditions, and those two together, I'm sorry, the third one I should add is the assumptions, and we can talk about assumptions later, but mm -hmm. there's the parameters, the assumptions, and the clearly defined objectives, ending conditions, et cetera. Those things are unquestionably the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And I always emphasize uh, another, this is not a quote, this is uh, something that I just made up and say all the time, but a well-defined problem is an easily defined problem. Mm. And uh, most people have challenges on projects or anything like that because they don't define it very well. And then they just struggle forever as they're trying to mm -hmm. trying to execute. And I apply this to all my personal life situations as well. So I got plenty of examples of that. But oh, that's I what I would say. I'm glad that you bring that up because I, I'm a, a huge proponent of, of understanding holistically how what we do can help us across the board in all relationships. It's the same thing with your problem solving, right? Do you have a quick example from the personal life? I do. And that okay. happened last night of all oh. things. Uh, <laughs> But I, I have four kids. Uh, uh -huh. They're all the oldest is 23. The youngest is 17. Uh, the 17 year old is in college. And the truth is they're all in college right now. So uh, we have a lot going on. But our mm -hmm. oldest daughter is uh, is tra uh, transferring colleges with all this COVID stuff. Uh, she's actually starting at a new college this year. So we were talking about it. She's uh, she's very organized, very structured, but there were some issues coming up with the transfer. And we were talking about it last night and she was just rattling off all these problems of what what courses didn't transfer. What is her major? What are they allowing her to focus on with her major? What are the costs of train changing classes and all this? And I finally just had to say, stop, let's, you know, let's let's just get this under control. And we just kind of went through, okay, what do we know? And we started listing out the things that we knew, we knew. And, uh, and we were able, while we were discussing them and writing them out, being like, okay, this is not important. Who cares about this? Uh, and, and we were able to get rid of the unimportant and focus on, okay, what is the critical elements here? Now, now that we know the critical elements, let's just focus on that. And it brings me actually to a quote. I, I, I love a quote. It was by um, uh, a German painter called Hans Hoffmann. He's an American German painter. But he always said, I have all these quotes on simplicity because I, I love the, the idea. But uh, he always said, the ability to simplify means to eliminate the unnecessary so that the necessary can speak. Mm, and uh, I like that and that's, yeah, I love that. And that's what we were focusing on last night. We're like, okay, forget about this. Who cares? That's not important. Forget about this. That's not important. What is important? And we were able to get through some of that last night. Uh, so that's a personal I, I think that that happens a lot. You know, when we get into that overwhelm, it's because we're allowing in um, either the negativity that you mentioned, or, you know, kind of focusing on the on the problem instead of what are potential solutions, right? So, um, or, or just unimportant things, things that, that we don't want to solve for anyway. So why are they taking up space here? Um, right. So that's, that's really good. Now I have a sneaking suspicion, Ryan, that you, um, you uh, have a hefty 
comfort zone. What I mean is that uh, you've probably done some things that have been outside of your comfort zone, therefore expanding your comfort zone. Am I right? Yes, I yeah. have definitely <laughs> okay. taken so, a couple, so couple risks. Do you have an that, example? I have two, actually. Okay. And I talk about three different elements of my career. So uh, uh -huh. uh, the, the first one, so I'll speak to both of them real quick, and they're very similar. But the first one was um, uh, when I transitioned to the second half of my career, when I went, went to U.S. Central Command, that was something I wanted to do. I was actively talking to my the detail of the person who assigned you new jobs uh, and said, this is what I want to do. In order to fill that position, you normally have to go to school for a year to learn military planning and everything. I had been studying it on my own. I had been applying to the schools and I was waiting to hear back if I was accepted. He called me one day and said, hey, I got a quick fill. You can go there now. You have to skip school, you, uh, but it's what you want. And I said, absolutely. So I went there and uh, and I will tell you, uh, I started questioning my decision when I first got there. It was very challenging mm. trying to run some of these very uh, national level plans. Uh, and it wasn't until the nine month mark that I finally felt like I got it. But there was a period there, probably at the seventh or eighth month mark, where I thought I made a huge mistake. So I, I got there. Things, my learning curve was going straight up, but my, you know, my confidence was going down, down yeah. and finally mm -hmm. hit a point and then it, it sh shot up. The exact same thing happened when I left the Marine Corps. I, uh, mm -hmm. I decided I wanted to do something completely different or at least a completely different industry. Mm -hmm. I have no biotech background. I have no pharmaceutical background, but I said, that's the industry I want to go. And I had a very similar experience. My learning curve was straight up, but I, and this was about the two year mark. I, I started wondering, wow, did I make a huge mistake? Mm. I even reminded myself at that point, I said, when I thought that in my last thing, that's when everything turned around. Well, the same thing, same thing here. I thought I made a huge mistake. And right after that, things started turning around and I started to truly understand the new industry. Mm. Um, but I, I love taking a risk. Um, it's worked out both times so far. Good. So, uh, good. That, that's, uh, yeah, those are two examples. Those are great examples. And, you know, it, it is a lesson for people to not give up because you're saying that that point where it gets really hard and you're questioning things. I feel like sometimes that's when people are like, well, I can't do this. And then they get out. And you're saying it's just after that. The things turn around, the confidence builds back up. You're doing things much better. You get on on track with things. So, you know, an extra little added inspiration to, to keep moving <laughs> forward, to keep going till you get to that point. So we chatted a bit before we hit record about the combination of art and science as it relates to simplifying complexity. So could you share that for our listeners, please? Yeah, and... Uh... I, the more I get into this, the more I believe that art has the bigger, bigger role in it. Mm -hmm. um, there's always debate, whether it was in military planning or in project management in my last 10 years, everyone's always like, well, let's create templates. Let's create forms on how to do this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm an advocate of templates, but not that that's the solution. Mm -hmm. And I always highlight that you have to, you have to really drive discussions. And that's where the art comes in. Because you can't just have a list of questions. I'm going to ask this, I'm going to ask this, and then you just get a bunch of answers and everything's solved. It's you have to keep diving into, well, wait a minute. Well, when we I asked this one, here was a bunch of answers. Well, what about this? 
And it's the art of really leading good discussions. Uh, one of the key elements of that, and I learned to be very comfortable with this, is uh, is not being afraid of what you don't know, not being ashamed of what you don't know. And I've got to the point where I even like to say that, okay, I'm the dumbest person in the room. So I'm going to ask the dumb questions. And when you start doing that, everyone get kind of feels disarmed and they have no problem saying, yeah, you know what? I'm not sure about that either. And uh, that's where the art comes in. It's just really leading good, open discussions, non-threatening discussions um, and, and fun discussions. Because this can be fun and it should be fun. You know, so I'm glad that you add a little bit of that fun in there too. You know, I, I wanted to ask your opinion. I spend a lot of time um, working with organizations on what I call um, expanding humanity, right? So whether it's with um, treating your people in a certain way or uh, the way the business or organization contributes back to the community or, or whatever is driving their purpose, uh, so I'm just curious what your take is on expanding humanity and, and its place in the business world. Uh, I think especially the way you explained it, um, it absolutely has its case in the its place in the business world and in the military. Uh, yeah. And very similar in both, in my opinion. Uh, first off, the company I'm with, Enteray, the owner is very, very big on giving to the community. We're involved in a whole bunch of uh, different activities and we're evolved in a uh, a chalk it used to be the chalk walk the that's the children's hospital of orange county um we used to be a walk but now it's not a walk it's just an event where we all get together and raise money for the children's hospital but uh, so we do a lot of that stuff when i think of it personally probably the one i'm most interested in is what you were taught what you did mention is the personal development or the development of, of the individuals you work with yeah. uh and I try and do that the best I can. I'm sure I've uh, fallen short on many occasions. I like to think I have some success success stories. But uh, to me, the most important thing, and I focus it, I focus on it here at Enteray, is that the individuals we work with are better individuals for being with Enteray. Mm. Whether they're with Enteray for one year or ten years is irrelevant. If they leave, I want them to know that hey, while I was there, I developed, and now I'm a better person with whatever organization I go to. Uh, and that was always the way for me with the Marine Corps. I love my Marines. And my goal with them all the time was that whatever you go on to in life, whether it's you know a whole new career after your four-year enlistment or you spend 30 years in the Marine Corps, I just want you to be a good, confident, productive, and honest individual. And uh, that's, that's what I focused on most. Oh, that's fantastic. And, you know, I'm, I'm realizing it's, it's coming back to what we started talking about before is that this process of simplifying complexity and the questions that you ask and the fact that you get the team involved in that, that interaction, that discussion, that's part of the development, right? And then they, we, you, you may not even know the ripple effects of that from a humanity standpoint because they're going out there and using it at home the way you did with your your college age was it your daughter or your son yes it was my your daughter, daughter. Right. Yes. okay okay that's right and so I, I mean that's just exciting to me that when you do that and when you share that type of growth and and um opportunity for them to just be a better human being that's going to go out into the world over and over and over again i love it i love it so 
if you had, you know, someone who's listening right now that's chomping at the bit to to maybe start a new way of problem solving, is there one suggestion that you can make for them that you think is a great place to start? Uh, yeah, the one suggestion I have all the time, I've already talked about it a little bit, uh, is to, <clears throat> I always say, if you just want to get started, start discussions on what you know and what you don't know. It's unbelievable what that will do. And there's been so many times where I've, I've been talking to people, whether we're working together or it's just a friend or something. And they're like, I don't even know where to start on this problem, or I don't even know where to start on this issue. And it's the same recommendation every time. Just whatever team you have, or even if you don't have a team, just get a colleague or a peer and just say, hey, can I just talk to you about this situation? And you just start talking and you write it, you start writing out things. And uh, once you initiate those discussions, things just start rolling. That So that's definitely my that's first recommendation. One. Yeah, I mean, and we should be doing this on a regular basis with people. So that's a great one. Now, if someone wanted to get a hold of you, learn more about you, find a, out a little bit more about this process, how would they go about doing that? Uh, two ways. Um, first off, they can go to our uh, our company webpage. It's www.enteraid.com. And uh, they can just contact us from there. And we always uh, we, we offer a one hour um, free consultation. And really, that consultation is to do exactly what we just what we've been talking about. All I start doing there is just asking questions and I try and help people understand what their actual problem is. Uh, mm -hmm. and or their situation or their opportunity, whatever, whatever we want to call it. Yeah. Um, but that's that's one way of getting uh, in touch with me. Or and a second way is you can just go to my LinkedIn page mm -hmm. uh, and uh, reach out to me there. But I I love talking about these. I love helping people out and defining the situation they're dealing with. And I would gladly, gladly connect with anyone. Oh, that's fantastic. And for those of you who are listening, who are very interested in learning more about Ryan, we'll make sure to also put the links um, for the website and his LinkedIn profile um, right in the show notes for you to make it easy for you to reach him. So it's time for your final parting words of wisdom, Ryan. Half an hour flew by, didn't it? Wow, that did go very fast. <laughs> yes. So what so... do you have for us? Yeah, if I was gonna if I was gonna leave any final words, I've already uh, highlighted that um, you know start with open discussions, mm -hmm. and the only thing I would add to that is don't jump to solutions. Uh, that's that's our normal inclination. We all want to solve the problem, so we all want to jump to solutions. And a saying we used to always use in the Marine Corps is "slow is smooth, smooth is fast." So if you take yeah. it slow up front. Yeah. and you just really take your time and understand the situation, then everything else is smooth and you solve the problem or address the issue much more quickly than you would have anticipated. Mm, that is good. I love it. Thank you so much for your time today, Ryan. I appreciate it. And uh, those of you out there who loved this information, why don't you share the show out there? Leave us a review. We love those. Thank you so much for doing that. We'll see you next week, Ryan. Thank you again. Thank you.